The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. All right, so this is a little awkward. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll do my best to try to preach, but yes, we're all kind of here. All right, I'm easily distracted and thrown astray, so help me uh, get through uh, this. You know, every time I come to preach, not only here but anywhere, um, I always have this great sense of humility that I'm really not up to the task. The, the Gospels, particularly, Jesus expresses something so profound as take up your cross daily and follow me is just you know t- too profound for me to preach on but today's readings are largely about choices about choices about decisions joel the prophet wrote the multitude is gathered in the valley of decision for the day of the lord is near in the valley of decision his concept that Our choices, our decisions are of critical importance. They're immense. I mean, we talk about the the power of free will. The man has free will. But really what that will is, is the ability to make a choice. The ability to make a decision. The responsibility to make a decision. Now we think back on our life of, of choices we've made. And usually when we do that, we think of, of big decisions, big choices, like, like who to marry, what kind of a career to have, where to job, and then of course you get to the you know, retirement age, and some of us are there, <clears throat> and you choose where am I going to retire, how am I going to invest, you know, all these decisions, all these choices that seem to drive our lives, and so we think in terms of the big, the major choices, the big decisions in our life. But I think that probably the, the big decisions, the big choices of our life are actually fed by a multitude of little choices, little decisions we make in our daily life. We make little choices and they kind of add up and guide us into those big decisions. So the little choices are extremely important. And the little choices, you know, we have choices that um, we make every day. We have choices and decisions we make every hour. We have choices and decisions we make every minute. In fact, I like St. Paul realized that every thought is a choice. And that's why he tells us to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And Jesus comes to this, this point of calling people to make a daily choice. And I'm sure that in his mind, he's reflecting on this passage from Deuteronomy. 
this great passage where Moses calls upon the people to make a choice, to, to choose life or death. And I love the way he expresses what is the choice of life is to love God and follow him. And that's exactly what Jesus is calling his disciples to do, to follow him, to daily deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. And he just immediately preceding this talks about his cross, that he's about to be rejected. He's going to, you know, he's looking forward at his passion where he's going to be rejected, he's going to be tortured, he's going to be crucified. And then he tells them, now you do this every day. Every day, because that act of self-denial in order for us to be able to follow Christ, that's so critical. And it hurts. It hurts to deny ourselves so that we can follow Christ. But here's the amazing thing. The call to follow Christ, even the call of self-denial, is not a call of pain. It is a call of joy. I think that the very impetus for our following Christ is to experience his joy. In fact, the scriptures say that Jesus was looking for the joy as he went to the cross, for the joy that set before him, the knowledge of his resurrection, of, his, of his, uh, his ability to save mankind, to restore mankind into union with God, the joy that was set before him is, was this what drove him, gave him the strength to endure the cross. Because he knew the resurrection was coming, not only for him, but for all mankind. It is joy that drives us to deny ourselves, to take up our cross daily, and to follow Jesus. Now, many, many years ago, 130 years ago, actually, about 1896, a, um, a man by the name of Charles Sheldon wrote a book called In His Steps. If y'all, who's read that book, In His Steps, Charles Sheldon? Some of you have. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a classic, sold over 50 million copies. That's a lot of copies. <laughs> but it's had 130 years to do it. And in this book, it's, uh, there's, there's a, a man who's lost his job to technology. We know what that feels like, a lot of us, right? He lost his job to technology. This is 1896, so this is a long time ago. Loses his job to technology and um, so he's out of work, he's broke, he's poor, he's homeless. He knocks on the door to, of the, uh, the rectory of, uh, of the community church and he tells the pastor there his plight. And the pastor hears, you know, I, you know I'm, all right. I've been there, I've heard a lot of sad stories, you know. And, and so you tend to not believe people, he sent him on his way. And it, this guy shows up at his church on Sunday morning after, after the service, he walks up, he turns around, he uh, explains to, to the congregation his opinion of their, their ability to follow Jesus, right? Where, where, where is their compassion at? And then he falls over and he dies, right? It's very dramatic. Well, this had a tremendous impact on the, on the pastor. And the next Sunday, the pastor preaches the sermon, and this is the, this is the crux of his sermon. 
Don't do anything without asking the question, what would Jesus do? Don't say anything without asking yourself the question, what would Jesus say? Don't form an opinion without asking yourself the question, what would Jesus think of this? And that, and the rest of the book is kind of episodic as it goes through various people wrestling with this, this way of thinking and how they applied that into their lives and into various situations. It's an, actually, it's an excellent book. It's, it's a little dated, you know, with his language and, and, and the concepts, but yet it drives home that beautiful question, what would Jesus do? Now that could be a very dangerous question because if we haven't taken the time to get to know Jesus, if we haven't spent time in the gospel, spent time in prayer, spent time trying to know who Jesus really is, we, then how do we answer that question? We usually try to, you know, it's so easy to look at Jesus and see him somehow as a reflection of ourselves, see ourselves in Jesus rather than see him in us. And so that can be a dangerous question. Now, I do like Thomas Akempis' take on this. He wrote a few hundred years before Charles Sheldon. In the Imitation of Christ. Now, how many of you read that? Thomas Akempis. All right, that's a little more, a little more popular in a Catholic audience. Yeah. The Imitation of Christ. Because that's the same idea. To live our lives as Jesus would live it. Imitate Christ. Find ways to imitate Christ. And he gives, and like what I like about Thomas Akempis' work is it's kind of a roadmap of how to do that. And I love it. And the first step that Thomas Akempis teaches us in his work, The Imitation of Christ, is to develop a contempt for the vanities of this world. That's a huge step. You know, because a lot of us, myself particularly, you know, I kind of wrestle with, a, uh, with the vanities of this world. You know, maybe I'd like to have a, you know, a big, nice, big house and a big, fancy car and, and uh, you know, dress in the best of clothes. You know, the vanities of this world are very appealing. And there's nothing wrong with them, all right? I'm not, am I sinning by having a big house? No. Or by having a fancy car? No. You know, it's not a sin, but, but to develop a contempt for them. Thomas Aquinas says is the first step in our ability to imitate Christ. And then, once we have developed that contempt for the vanities of this world, Thomas says, okay, now take... <clears throat> Take all that time and energy you spend, you would spend trying to imit, you know, to, to enjoy this life and devote that time and energy to solitude and to prayer and a clear conscience. Jesus puts it this way. Deny yourself. When you have those passions rise up within you, deny yourself. When you feel those desires to, to uh, be recognized in this life, you feel those desires to have everybody think well of you, Jesus says, deny yourself. Every day, deny yourself and take up your cross and then follow me. 
And that's what Thomas Akempis is saying. Develop that contempt for this world. Devote your time to solitude, prayer, and a clear conscience. Deny yourself so that we can follow Christ. The third step that in um, Thomas uh, Akempis's work is humility. And he measures humility this way. Don't judge yourself by your actions. Judge yourself by your motives. See, we can do all the right actions, can't we? We can go to Mass. We can uh, say, say our prayers. We can do all the right actions. And we can feel kind of good about ourselves. One of the most difficult things in a religious life is spiritual pride. Jesus was constantly dealing that, with that. Is that the religious people of his day didn't like Jesus because they were filled with spiritual pride and he was a humble man. He lived in great humility and so they didn't like him. Thomas Akempis says, don't judge yourselves by your actions. You do all the right things, but what are your motives? What's, the, what's on the inside? And examine yourself what's on the inside be humble before God. Humility before God. And in humility, God gives grace. Right? God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble. And you allow humility to soak into your soul. And then, Thomas says, the next step is to trust Jesus. Now, a lot of us like to trust Jesus. We like to trust Jesus to take care of us, to give us strength when we're facing troubles to bring healing. We like to trust Jesus to do a lot of things for us. But, G but Thomas Akempis says to trusting Jesus means this, submit yourself fully to the divine will. Whatever you want, not my will, but your will be done. Submit yourself, in not just, we talk about trusting Jesus, entrust ourselves to Jesus, to the divine will give ourselves up to Christ's will, whatever that is, whatever that, that means for us, whether wealth or poverty, whether life or martyrdom, entrust ourselves to the divine will. And then finally, finally, Thomas says, when you've done all of these things, he says, strengthen your soul in the sacrament of Holy Eucharist. What I find amazing is that's the last step. Most, for most of us, we want that to be the first step, right? <laughs> we want to say, oh, I'm going to Mass. I get the Divine Eucharist, you know, and that, then I should be okay. Have you ever known anybody that's come to Mass, does, does Mass on a regular basis? They come, they receive the Eucharist, and then at some point in their life, they say, I just don't get anything out of this. Maybe it's because they skipped the first four steps. <laughs> Maybe it's because they never came to that point of self-denial to renounce this world, to embrace Christ, to entrust ourselves to Him, whatever happens, whether or not we get anything out of it. And then, in humility, submit our motives to Christ. Give up all spiritual pride and just live purely in a clear conscience before God then we know how to imitate Christ. Because then we've come to this point where we know Jesus. The question, what would Jesus do, does us no good unless we know who Jesus is.
Deny yourself daily. Take up your cross and follow me. Because that's the path to joy. Because that is the way to life. In this world we live, everything is upside down. Those things that we think will give us pleasure and joy wind up becoming anxieties and frustrations for us. But when we give up all that we think will make us happy and surrender ourselves to Christ, live our lives in imitation of Him, then we find joy immeasurable. It's so easy to look at a passage like this, deny yourself daily, take up your cross and follow me, and be kind of sober and somber about it. But it is the joy that Jesus tries to bring us to. As Moses says, choose, you have the choice, life or death, choose life by loving God and following in His ways. That is the joy that Jesus wants us to have. And it's by self-denial, taking up our cross and following Him, we enter into that joy. Let's go to God now in prayer.